Thunder Media. Australia's top development category, Formula Ford, is getting its biggest makeover in many, many years. We find out about the next generation of Formula Ford on Inside Motorsport today. I hope you can stay with us. Motorsport Australia has announced that Formula Ford will be changed by 2024. The tubular chassis of the new cars will have a number of new safety components, including a halo, front and rear crash structures, side impact crash structures, and an extractable seat, a driver headrest, side pods, and wheel tethers. It's estimated that the new cars will become about a second a lap quicker than the current car. And multiple manufacturers will be given the opportunity to build the cars that they're hoping will be launched in 2024. Motorsport Australia's Director of Motorsport and Commercial Operations, Michael Smith, made the announcement following the Formula Ford Technical Working Group that has been going for many months putting together a range of possibilities with manufacturers and designs. And they're hoping that the new generation Formula Ford car will be able to continue Australian manufacturing and increase interest in this critical development category. Today on Inside Motorsport, we hear from one of the members of that working group, Mike Borland. The working group, interestingly, was made up of Michael Smith and Jamie Augustine, Andrew Jones, Ryan McLeod, Mike Borland and Jeremy Moore. Some very high names in Australian motorsport. The cost of the new car is hoped to be between 110 to 130,000, which is favourable when you think the current car is approximately 100,000 to 115,000. It's going to be interesting to see how it develops, but one man who was right on the inside of what was going on is Mike Borland, and he spoke with Tony Whitlock. We've got Michael Borland on the show today to tell us about the developments towards this new car. Michael, it's, uh, it's great news for the category. Yeah, it's fantastic that um, Motorsport Australia have sort of decided to get behind Formula Ford and I think that it should be a good boost for the category and, and sort of give it another generational life, which would be great. Indeed. I mean, as, as we both know that there are race drivers, race engineers, team managers, mechanics, the whole deal that have cut their teeth uh, and their learning curves on the category. And this obviously is another development in this way. I mean, we've now had, is it 50 years of Formula Ford? It must be close to that. Uh, yeah, it's just over 50 years, 52 or 53 years, yeah. In, in terms of the category, obviously the biggest changes that happened in recent years in motorsport was the introduction of the halo or the rollover hoop as it's known. And and this is something that's driving this, this change? Yeah, I believe the – I think Motorsport Australia wanted to um, bring Formula Ford back into the fold and part of that was to – try to give it a bit of an upgrade with the safety. I mean, clearly the halo um, is 
a big improvement for open wheeler safety for the drivers. So uh, it's sort of trying to find a way to incorporate that into a Formula Ford chassis and uh, move forward from there. Okay. Um, now, your timetable on this, I mean, you're currently still building cars. Have you got any new orders on the horizon now? Uh, no, not not for Australia. Um, we're still sort of uh, have some orders for overseas markets, but not for Australia at the moment. So uh, it's a little bit of a way off to... Um, I mean, honestly, we probably need to see some of the final regulations on the car to see whether it's financially viable to sort of um, build the car for here. Uh, so yeah, there's still a fair bit of stuff to work out with the with the final design of the car from or the final lot of regulations on the car from MA. What is the timetable they've set now for the introduction of a, a new chassis? Uh, they spoke about it starting in 2024. I, I think at the moment the the hard part is with 2024 introduction for to get a full field of those cars or to get a reasonable number of those cars running, in my opinion, might be a little bit difficult um, given uh, sort of the current economic climate. Um, I mean, that was certainly what we were speaking on our technical the working group at the end of last year, that was the aim, but things have sort of changed a little bit in the world, haven't they? So uh, maybe a bit difficult to get it done by that stage. And you're currently still running a number of cars, both in the state and national series, aren't you? Yes, we are. Yep. Yeah. And, got, and got, that will continue on, and that will continue on in in the future. The yeah, I think the the idea is to phase the Duratech cars out of the national level over a number of years. Um, I think they realise they're not going to get a full field of the new spec car straight away. So to be able to um, just phase them out over time is good and they'll they'll still be eligible for um, state series. The current Duratech cars will still be eligible for state series for quite a lot of years to come, just the same as the Kent cars are still running. So it's a, it's a wonderful development and it's good to see that Motorsport Australia, uh, while they haven't admitted their error note to it, the championship status are certainly now rectifying the, the situation that they had created. I'm really pleased to see that the category will continue on into the future for some years to come. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm glad that it's still got the pedigree of being an open manufacturer category so we can still have international companies with want to build cars for it can still build it and plenty of people in Australia can still build the cars if they want to. So it's that's the, to me, that's the... You know the, the the best part. They haven't really changed the DNA of Formula Ford, so it's still going to be a really good spot for the drivers to come and learn their craft, and it's still a really good spot for mechanics and engineers to begin as well. So um, that's the most pleasing part that they've been able to um, carry that on with their new car. And Michael, one last thing, maybe could you just give us uh, some idea of the the chassis count on the ones that you've exported to both the UK. Europe and, and the US? Uh, at the moment, I think we're about 56 cars exported now, so mainly in USA and Canada. We've got about 45 cars over there now, so um, yep, a few in New Zealand as well. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, long may it continue in the future. Mike Borland, thank you very much for telling us about 
the new developments in Formula Ford, and we look forward to catching up and seeing the early drawings of uh, what you're going to be producing. No problems. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Craig. Thank you very much, Mike Borland. Interesting times ahead for Formula Ford in Australia. We'll look at this in further detail in upcoming shows on Inside Motorsport. Before we go, here's a sample of our sister show, Inside Supercars. Australian businesses being bought by multinationals is not an uncommon thing. Australian motorsport businesses being taken over by world giants? That's something to think about. Motec is now becoming part of Bosch. We hear from the man who started it all, and ironically, Bosch were involved in that initial establishment. Perhaps they didn't know what they were getting into. I lucked on a chap called Brian Scanlon, who was the sales manager for Bosch in Australia. Brian appreciated what I was trying to do and helped me out by allowing me to buy Bosch parts because prior to that they wouldn't even answer the phone to me. Richard Bendel, the man who was behind Motec, is talking to us today on Inside Supercars and explains how keeping it simple was a key to his success. Generally speaking, anything that we developed, if I couldn't use it, I would assume that the average guy couldn't use it either and was go back to the drawing board and simplify it. If you'd like to hear more of Inside Supercars, go to sportradio.com.au. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.